2: Thank you again here for joining us. Hi, Sean Callahan, HuskerOnline.com, Steve Sippel, Robin Washett. We're here to break down Nebraska's 15-14 loss to Wisconsin. Uh, it was a game where Nebraska, uh, approaching about the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter, held a 14-3 lead. The Badgers get points on three of its final four possessions to win on Saturday They've now won nine in a row against Nebraska. This one really stings, though, because Nebraska had a lot of things go right. The Badgers were not at their best. It was arguably probably one of the more beatable teams Wisconsin's had. But give Jim Leonard a lot of credit. They never panicked. They stuck with their plan. They knew they could wear Nebraska down, he said, after the game. They kept running it, and they finished in a way that you have to finish on a cold November day like we saw here, guys, on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean – Lot to unpack here. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really hang this loss on Nebraska's defense. No, it didn't. Now, it, it 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 didn't get a late stop, and, and you can't. You it did not get that late stop, and you can't explain that away. They got to come up and and make that stop. But man, they're put in tough situations again, again, for the fourth straight week, all game long. Wisconsin runs seventy plays. Nebraska runs. Oh, 30, 40. 40, 40. 40, Yeah. I think 39. Double
2: check it. Um, Wisconsin plays, ran, 49. They ran more running 40, 49 plays 49 Wisconsin plays. did than Nebraska ran total plays. plays. Yeah. So, again, so Nebraska doesn't
0: get the, the first down when it needs it late. Doesn't get a late first down. Line gets blown up on first down. Then doesn't get a, a late stop. I don't, you know what? I'm hearing people saying, oh, Nebraska's cursed. Um, They're a voodoo doll. No, just get stops. I don't know. All right, get stops and get first downs. I mean, that's not. This is not a curse. You got to get first downs when when you're back against, or not when you're back against the wall. When you're in control, or when you're trying to take control, to get first downs. And you got to get a stop late. It's not. You can't feel sorry for anybody here. It it isn't a curse. It is what it is. They're just they're just not closing out games. To it's me, frustrating
1: to me. That's a team that once again showed that it has no idea how to win. Like it's I I mean, not. just, just add it to the list of games. Nebraska should have won and found ways to lose. Mm-hmm. And it was in both, e- both elements where, like you said, the offense had the ball with just under five minutes left and a chance to close that game out, get a first down or two, yeah. that thing's over, right. but they didn't, they went three and out very quickly, took less than two minutes off the clock and gave Wisconsin the ball back with over three minutes left and all three timeouts. Not a good spot. And the defense gives up a, a chunk play on a third down on a wheel route uh-huh. um, to a running back, a backup running back that changed the game. Longest play uh, of the day for Wisconsin at the most critical juncture of the game. And then obviously they couldn't finish uh, or get the stop at the goal line, and they put themselves in a no win situation going into that wind mm-hmm. uh, down a point. So uh, you just again, I, I this is no different to me than any of these other losses that we go down the list for, for years now that Mm -hmm. Nebraska just has this mentality to it, that when it's time, when it's winning time, they find one way or another to lose. And it's been a consistent pattern that until that changes,
2: I mean, it's, it's going to be a vicious cycle for a while. And you guys mentioned that wind, it was a brutal North wind, um, a really affecting wind. I mean, it Mm -hmm. affected the game. I want to go back to the decision on the defer. So Wisconsin, Deferred. They got the ball in the second half. Nebraska chose to have the win behind them in the third quarter. Okay. Um, going back at that, do you think Nebraska should have said, we'll take the win for the fourth quarter? Because I, I feel like the win – behind them was huge i mean i thought wisconsin having the win allowed them you know that wheel route play doesn't happen if no. the wind is in front of them he doesn't throw the ball
1: 27 yards downfield into you know, that wind i'll tell I, you that i much.
2: just like to hear what mickey says
0: about that
1: he did he said that they didn't want to give wisconsin the ball and the wind to start the third quarter that but was my his
2: argument thinking. is wisconsin the way they were okay, playing makes sense they were going to chew a lot of clock i wasn't ever expecting wisconsin to air it out this game i mean no. they they just wanted to run clock and they ran clock Nebraska scored that touchdown with Trey Palmer in the third quarter in the final minute before they lost the win. So mm-hmm. at that point on, the only way Nebraska was going to score points was off a turnover or off a, a long engineered running drive, and they can't run the ball. You they can't. can't. You couldn't throw in that win. No, they and ran. no. Wisconsin figured out how to finish a game. Nebraska <laughs> shows fight. Wisconsin showed finish. Well, Wisconsin's record in November since 2012
0: is 40 and nine. Okay. Now, I don't have Nebraska's record in front of me. I, I figured it up the other day for a com. I don't have it in front of me, but it's, oh, I think it's 21 and 28. Okay. 21 and 28 or 22 and 28. November, Wisconsin's 40 and 9 since 2012. Nebraska's sub 500. It's a, I mean, like Robin said, this has been going on for years. Yeah. Now, not just in November for Nebraska, but these teams that Nebraska's playing in this conference are built for November. Nebraska, I don't know what they're built for. I, I don't know what Nebraska's built for. It's
2: clearly lost its way. They're built for coaching changes. That's, yeah. that's, that's what's happened. I mean, they've, they've had yeah. three coaching changes since they've joined the Big Ten. Right. right. Yeah. Our
1: friend uh, Gary Sharp from 1620 had a pretty staggering tweet where he said, uh, in the last two years, Nebraska's played 23 games and 14 of those have been one possession games and they are 1 in 13 in those one possession games. So that's the pattern we're talking about here where if it is crunch time in the fourth quarter, Nebraska finds ways to lose.
0: Instead of players see what happens in these games and you you see it a lot. You see other teams step up and make plays. Like like the the wheel route was it Ches Malusi? And they put him on Javin Wright. Put him on Javin Wright. And we, you know, Wisconsin has an embattled quarterback, but he put that throw on the money. Graham Mertz stepped up and made a big play. And that guy made a good catch. And he found the matchup. It was Isaac yeah.
1: Garendo. Isaac
0: Garendo. It was, it was Isaac third string back Thank you. Isaac Garendo. But Mertz put the ball on the pretty much on the money. The kid made an over-the-shoulder catch. That's in crunch time. That's a winning play. That's a That's, that's no how doubt. you win. No
1: doubt. And And, Nebraska doesn't
0: make that play. No. And then when Nebraska gets the ball and needs a first down, they get a three yard loss. Wisconsin blows up the play, gets a three-yard loss. Their defense makes a play. I mean, that's that's how you do it. It's not luck. This isn't luck. You make your luck. And that's what Wisconsin did. Nebraska didn't do it. I don't I can't explain that one in thirteen. It's incredible. I'm I'm concerned about Nebraska because they they're very good after losses now. I mean, they're they 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 handle losing really well no, now.
2: Too well. Yeah, it it almost is getting <laughs> to a point where we're all handling
0: it too so it's well. A little too comfortable. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And and this one was gift wrapped. I mean, it, this was the yeah, most. I don't think it was gift. Well, wrapped. this was the most beatable Wisconsin team that they've played since they, they were up two scores team. at home in the fourth yeah, that's quarter. About as close to gift wrapped as I mean, you can finish. get. You know. Finish. Finish the, the job. Was on the ropes. Yeah. And, and if they lost this game, then they could lose to Minnesota next week. All of a sudden, Jim Leonard, you wonder, like, his status in Madison. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge game for Wisconsin. The key stat to me, Wisconsin gets 248 sack-adjusted yards, which is when you take out a, that attentional grounding. So they average 4.9 yards per carry and sack-adjusted oh. rush yards in this game. Um, the other key stat on first down Wisconsin had 25 first down runs for an average of 5.5 yards per Ooh. run. So they they were yeah. in second and four and a half. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're gonna win when the winds when it's a windy day like this, and you're in second and four. That's and Wisconsin. Halves. I mean that's that, Wisconsin. They put a plan together that wasn't pretty, but they knew Nebraska mentally and physically couldn't hold up that style for four quarters. Yeah. That was
1: one of the things Garrett Nelson talked about. Like towards the end of the game, he said you could just feel the Badger O-line leaning on him. Like That's a lot of snaps. 52 rushes? Mm-hmm. I guess that's with sacks, too. But either way, uh, that's a lot of time to be on the field against an offense like that, against backs like that that were running hard. Even uh, with Braylon Allen dinged up, he wasn't running like his normal self, but Ches Malusi was running tough. Yeah. And the, the Isaac Arendo was running tough. And th- that just wears on you. And to put that much pressure on a defense that has gone through this gauntlet, <laughs> especially over the last four games, November that's asking too oh, much nah, and i mean on the flip side the running game it uh is. your your leading rusher was casey thompson yeah leading rusher was casey thompson Purdy was
2: leading rusher last it's week.
1: unbelievable they have nothing from that running game the offensive line no cannot way. get any push in the run game anthony grant has nowhere to run i'm he had what 16 carries for 29 yards i wonder how many of those 29 came after contact oh, he gets, he gets, i mean he gets, you get ha- you the handoff running game is virtually non-existent it's, non-existent. it's predictable yeah. it's not virtual. Like it is is non-existent. you
0: know what's coming and they they stop it well now sean of course it's a handoff running game it's predictable so is wisconsin what about reverse no, hold on and hold on sweeps well yeah i mean you can get cute i guess but does wow. wisconsin have to get Sip's cute got a point it's wisconsin that it's a it's a yeah it's predictable you know exactly what wisconsin try gonna to stop do. it yeah <laughs> i mean no, the good team sean i mean you, come on you cover nebraska when you knew what they're gonna do they just did it They didn't, when, when I hate to do that thing, the Osborne thing, but I do, I hate to do it, but Sean, the lineman would go up to the line and tell them what we're running. They'd say, this is what we're going to do. Stop it. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, of course it's predictable. What Wisconsin does is eminently predictable. It's beat your man. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. No yeah. You it. can run a, some cute stuff and maybe keep, get them off. Balance. I will say they
1: could do more of that. <laughs> like to, I mean, just to at least help. Take some of the focus off the traditional run game. I mean, mm. it gives the defense something else to think about as opposed to tackle a standard handoff or get after Casey Thompson. Um, the creativity in the play calling is, in my good. opinion, been lacking. Especially good. considering where this offense is, they they could use a little spice.
2: A bit. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Well, if you're just joining us, uh, thank you for joining Husker Online Post Game Live Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Steve Sippel. Uh, we're breaking down Nebraska's fifteen fourteen loss to Wisconsin. We're also going to talk coaching chains here or coaching search here as well um in that discussion but we wanted to dedicate at least the first part of the show to the game itself um because obviously this is a post game show uh Casey Thompson though him him coming back today guys that made a difference uh Trey Palmer only had um, four four catches for 47 yards on six targets but he had two touchdowns two i mean Casey found Trey when it mattered in the end zone in the last few weeks, they just didn't have that. So I thought that was big to see Casey back out there. and he does handle the pressure really well,
0: yeah. He handles himself well in general, and there's a big difference with him out there, absolutely. I mean, they, they should you know they should get a win with him out there today. You're right. But uh, yeah, he only threw for one hundred and six. It wasn't like he lit it up. but, yeah, he's he manages the offense very well, and they're a different team with. Him. They at least had a pulse,
1: yeah, offensively, yeah, I mean, so I went back and looked it up. So, you go back to when he was hurt at the end of the second quarter, late in the second quarter against Illinois. Nebraska's played 10 quarters without Casey Thompson up until this point. The combination of Chepa Purdy and Logan Smothers combined to go 25 of 55 for 208 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions over 10 quarters. Take Casey Thompson, throws two TDs yeah. and 100 yards in his first game against a good Wisconsin defense. Yeah. So, I mean, that just shows you everything just – I mean, it's obviously you don't need to expand too much on the drop off between Casey and the backups, but that, that's glaring to where Man. all of a sudden Casey comes back and they can actually move the football it and goes, they can score touchdowns. Yeah,
0: it goes back to that really interesting question is is the starting
2: quarterback for next year on this year's roster. Casey left it. To be determined. Yeah. And he, he gets his master's degree, which is another interesting nugget. Absolutely. He gets his master's degree in December. Which November. is why he
1: wanted to walk, because he did not walk at Texas. He had his uh, bachelor's at yeah. Texas, chose not to walk, and kind of felt slighted by not getting that experience. So that's why he, he said he wanted to walk today. He said it meant nothing as far as his decision, whether he's leaving or going. He's going to wait into the offseason, see who the coach is, see the offense, and whether he's a fit.
2: Now, we got a super chat from Andrew Barlow. Thank you, Andrew, for your support and uh, of the Oscar Online show. But do you think Mark Whipple will be here next season? I personally hope not, but what's your thoughts? No, No. I mean,
0: I I, even if it was Mickey, you wouldn't be back. I mean, yeah, why why would he be back next year?
2: There's zero chance. Yeah, like, and this comment's been made on here a few by a few different people. Like you can argue, Whipple's been as big of a disaster as Diaco, just in his own way on the offense. Like, I just think he has not been a fit. Now, I
0: want to think about that, Sean. What did Diaco have on defense? What? Now, I'm not defending Whipple to a high degree, but he's trying to play calls without an offensive line. They can run block. Okay, now, good luck with that. Okay, it's easy to to criticize him until you're in his shoes, and you got to call a game. Without a line we just established, Sean. You can't hand the ball off in a normal on, in a normal way and get any yards. Okay, well, how much of that playbook does that take away right there? You, what do you do? Your play action game's gone.
2: I mean, okay. I, no, so, so I ask you, what do you do? The one thing where Scott, and this is coming from someone that's worked on the staff, they said Frost was a lot better at junking it up. Yeah. He just knew in a situation where they were outmanned or he knew how to formation or kind of junk it up was yeah. the word they used. And I, that Whipple's a proud pro guy. Mm-hmm. Pro, guys like Whipple don't play that way. Frost kind of knew how to muddy it up a little bit to create yards. He did. And I think that's the difference. I guess, but it wasn't like Frost was having enormous success. I mean,
0: you know, I mean.
1: I mean, Whipple's offense was operating fairly well early in the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> they were scoring points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you they know, were. And, then Casey gets hurt, and all of a sudden, uh, everything shuts down. So I would say, without Casey, yes, it was Diaco level bad because they they could barely even get past midfield. But I mean, Bob Diaco was just an utter disaster, and so I, like set
2: records for futility. Right, for Diaco had a little more to work with too, didn't he? Did you say
0: that? Um,
2: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would say that like Alex Davis as your primary pass rusher <laughs> was one of the worst primary pass Alex Davis in coverage yeah, I mean trouble I mean they, they were really limited as far as rushing the quarterback yeah, they were like they had like alarmingly low sack numbers mm. under Bob Diaco because he played an analytical defense where they all put everybody back uh, but we got another super chat from Cole and it kind of breaks up into two parts here this fan base is about done if they can if if the hire doesn't excite the fan base and the next coach gets off to a slow start the sellout streak is done for that's from Cole now, I will counter this. I think the sellout streak is going to be fine. Um, because? Because, number one, the new coach next year, they'll, they'll get that will work. But then, number two, after the season's over, they're probably going to tear out the south end zone. Less tickets to sell. <laughs> so like, They're, they're going <laughs> to cut yeah. out a big swath of yeah. tickets. Yeah. Be, yeah. That'll solve the problem. <laughs> and then, by the time it's all done, everyone's going to want to sit back in the south end zone because it's going to be a sweet sports bar with luxury amenities that aren't in the stadium right mm-hmm. now. But... Yeah, and the current state—I don't disagree. I mean, because they—they've held on. I mean, the it was a big Dr. Chatters weekend this weekend with the big red carpet weekend. I mean, they—they they had a—I mean, there were there were a lot of groups of kids that were in there, um, which is cool. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. But they've kept the sellout streak alive very creatively. They have. So I, I mean, I guess I
1: put a. I temper the conversation about the fan base being initially impressed or whatever the initial the reactions okay. with Are, the head coach. Okay, What happens is if that coach comes in, they start winning doesn't matter. Like it's, uh, it's, it's really just the product on the field is going to ultimately determine and people when it comes down to fall camp, they're going to give the benefit of the doubt. And it will be a matter of if these failures continue the sellout streak, like people stop showing up. uh I'm not necessarily worried about the initial reaction. I'm talking about like when the, we actually yeah, see the product the reaction, and, and if code. anything is different. Yeah, I, I don't with, know with with that conversation.
0: And I get what you're saying. So what we're talking about is to be clear: Does Trev need to make a splashy hire that excites yes. the fan base? Should we work?
1: Should we? Should that matter? Um, or just get to the an right extent, guy. Yeah. but I don't think it's going to be the like the hires announced. All of a sudden, sellout streak is over. Like no, I'm not no, ready exactly. to jump there yet. You got to get the right guy now. It is the a downtrodden
0: fan base. I think. I mean, I don't speak for the people. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I if I were a fan,
2: this would get really old. I mean, or if it's probably already old. I suppose. Well, there's about there's about fifty five, sixty thousand season ticket holders when you break down the stadium. Okay and i think there's probably 35 40,000 people that would just show up no matter what like okay. they're that supportive yeah and so it's a 20 there's probably 15 or 20 that are just hanging on
0: yeah. it's kind of well, like a
2: political election you have to kind of like win win the win the undecided voters yeah. or the, and and that that's the group and cole has another super chat comment on that he's a student at UNL and he goes as a student he goes i'd rather just basically sit in someone's backyard and if they make a bad hire I'd rather be sitting in the Russian Bottoms drinking beer, um, kind of watching on a TV. And, and I think that's what you fight because there's a lot of competition to get people into that stadium. And, and they recognize it. That's why they're going to do renovations to the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, losing is uh, – I mean, it's kind of – it causes a lot of problems. A lot. I mean,
0: it causes, I mean, very obvious problems like ticket sales and sales in general, but I'm the the concern I have more is just the culture of losing and all that. And, all, and what goes into that? And we're seeing some of that already. I think we've, I think, I think a lot of media fan base have, has become very accepting of Nebraska, not having players that put you over the top. We try to say, Oh, they have enough talent sip. They have enough talent over there. It's not a talent discussion. Yeah, it is. It's a talent discussion. Just say it. They don't, have an, they don't have a talented offensive line. Ooh. They don't have big-time playmakers, enough of them. They don't. Don't. I don't want to hear it. Why do people continually come to me with SIP? It's not a talent issue. Yeah, it's a talent issue. It's a coaching issue. It's a talent issue. It's a culture issue. It's a weight room issue. It's a lot of issues that go into this level of losing. And this level of losing, there's a lot of problems. I mean, there's a lot. There's not just a few. Yeah. And I don't want to hear close either. They're oh, all sip. They're close. They're not. Ah, come on. What the hell does that even mean? I mean, <laughs> what does close mean when you go back to back three and nines? I mean, that
2: doesn't mean anything. The Wisconsin wasn't worried one bit. 14 3. Didn't like, seem like it. It. never panicked. Um, and the thing Mickey said today, I thought was interesting about instead of kind of saying we need to recruit and kind of throw the players under the bus like he, the week before, <laughs> he just said we need better competitive depth. Yeah.
1: Instead like, of recruiting, it's
2: competitive depth.
1: It's a euphemism. <laughs> it's a very, very
0: palatable please, euphemism. Please. Um, <laughs> the way people won't
2: say, or parents won't get
1: right. upset with that?
2: All right, super chats lighting up today, guys. Thank you. By the way, yeah, Absolutely. Um, we got more super chat here from Jay. All is there a chance that Urban Meyer is an option for the next head coach? I don't know. I would like to think so. I, I mean, what I've said all along
0: is that I would hope Trev m- would make him say no. And I like the idea of pairing Urban Meyer and Mickey Joseph. I just think that's a formula that would be would give you a great chance. Mm-hmm. I think it's very pie in the sky, though. I've heard yeah. nothing.
2: I've heard nothing, nothing to suggest that that's uh, something that could happen. Like nothing. my my analogy, does Urban Meyer want to take on the job to like clean out your grandma's basement? <laughs> I mean, a lot
1: of work. It's a lot do. of work, and, and then when you're not work, in ready, it's dirty
0: work. <laughs> You're gonna be dirty.
2: <laughs> I mean you're gonna to have to tear out the floors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of work. There's a lot muscle. of
0: dirt. There's a lot of there's a lot of hard lifting. You're gonna be sore for a couple of days. I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, at his state, like he can be selective. Exactly. Like, I mean, Arizona yeah, State or something could be he would left. just pay somebody to do it. All right. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm not a doing good. It now you. <laughs> Well. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg.
2: Uh, hitting us up here. Once an update on Thomas Fadoni, I thought he was going to play this year. Well, Andrew, um, they're really cautious with Thomas. I think he probably could play. It's very close, but I think they've made the decision that this young man cannot afford a third setback. He's had two knee setbacks. I often wonder though, if if coach Frost was here, would he be playing right now? Would, would the decision, because the pressure on Frost right. right now would be, immense i think now though everyone's like hey we're just gonna sit back and and let thomas rehab i think thomas would play though if they said he could play oh and he would be
1: jumping at the chance i mean i know that he was very vocal on twitter and, and all that stuff about his wanting to to get back out there but i think they're doing the right thing um, i mean two significant knee injuries in that short amount of time i mean you got to make sure that you're healthy for a kid like that not just for his football future but i mean just his long-term Health. Like you gotta you gotta make sure he's ready to go before you throw him out there in what would be his first real collegiate action. So I, I think the smart move is just just take this year off, give him a full off season to continue to rehab, recover, and make sure that he's ready
2: to go for 2023. Got another super chat here from Cole. Um Seb, you can answer this one. Do you think guys, do you think Trev has been told a, no a lot? I don't think so. No. Um I don't. I have, there's no
0: evidence to suggest that um, limit, information is limited um, both I mean if you look at Auburn and Nebraska the situations are very similar. no information's coming out at Auburn the information that comes out at Nebraska is from the other side. it's not coming from the Nebraska side there's no no leaks it's coming from well there's been maybe a few leaks um, but it's largely coming from you know the candidate side um, agents. Yeah. That, yeah. Other coaches, um coaches in the industry um, that have agents that talk to them, that sort of thing. Um, But anyway, I don't have any evidence that suggests Trev's being told no multiple times. I think that would be um people panicking for nothing.
2: Don't you, I mean, you don't really pursue a guy to a point where, you know, they're going to say no, like you kind of know they're going to say yes before you <laughs> yeah. move paper forward. You know, like right. you don't, Right, you don't like get to a, the altar and then have them say no at the altar. Right. Now that's happened before at Nebraska. A, yeah, yeah it, has. it has. Yes, it has. It's happened multiple times um, after the 2003 season. It I mean, did happen multiple. Steve times. Peterson was in the church ready to have the wedding a couple times, and and it, it you know that that was nasty. But he's got him today. He's got him. He's on John's on got okay, Sean's zoned up. More super <laughs> chat, and I'm going to put a super chat challenge out there. Uh, somebody. Somebody will put in 20 bucks and Sipple will tell you, he thinks he's going to be the coach. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like the piano bar. It's like, I'll play your song. If you get, yeah, me- <laughs> I don't know that song. Um, I, but yeah, Lance I wants to know Lance Balkus. Uh, Lance Balkus. Hello, Lance. I know. Climbing. Is that Lance from Holy ghost? No,
0: no, it's Lance from Lincoln.
2: Uh, Lance wants to know climbing or Leipold. Who is more likely. Hmm. Leipold. Okay. Um,
0: Fifty-fifty. I. That's a, I, I. don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not prepared to say that.
2: Um, well, Kleiman's going to coach in the Big 12 championship. He game. is, They're as long rolling. as he beats Leipold next weekend. And then that, if it is Kleiman, it would de- delay a week. You, you, you,
0: you know what? What you'd start getting an idea of who it might be if that's what happens, right? In fact, it would become almost clear. I think. Speaking
1: um, of which, have you seen what's happening to Lance right yeah, now? Yeah. 48 to 14. That's 10 minutes still left. That's in the
0: against fourth quarter,
2: Texas. Texas. Yeah. It's trouble. Is it in Lawrence or in yeah, Austin? I think, it's, I think it's in Lawrence. Well, remember, Lance beat them last yeah, year. He in Austin. beat them in,
0: in Austin last year. Yeah. Uh, Kleiman or Leipold. I would just say this. The, I think those guys are good examples of guys that are on the radar and where it goes from there it's very difficult to predict. You know, we've said Monk and we think Monk I, I mean obviously here today Monk is on the radar. Um and Football Scoop had him on the radar. Campbell I think might still be on the radar, Matt Campbell. These are the guys. DeBoer is a wild card. I'd De, say. You like DeBoer and he might be a wild card. Kaelin there could DeBoer. be there could be people that there could be coaches that nobody's talking Jeff about. Traylor. Jeff Trailer. Jeff Trailer, UTSA. card. Yeah. 27 and 9 at UTSA. And one a day. 28 and 9 at UTSA. Yeah. What would the fans think if if Jeff Trailer were the
2: Well Jeff Trailer was named one of the top recruiters in college football. He's a great recruiter. Mm-hmm.
0: He was a Big 12 recruiter
2: of the year a few years ago. That's pretty good. That's pretty Are good to distinct. He will be an SEC head coach or a Texas Power Five head coach at some point. I just wonder what Nebraska fans would do with that, though. Is he culturally a fit? He's a Texas guy. He coached at Gilmore
0: High School in Texas for fifteen years. He was a he, he he he's my age. He started in the he came up through the Texas high school ranks. He was at Gilmer 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 High School for fifteen years. Got his big break at Texas. Um, um, I don't know that Texas head. Oh, it was uh, Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong gave him his big break at Texas. And he kind of parlayed – it was one year, and I think Strong probably got fired, and he went to SMU. Then, you know, landed a head coaching job at UTSA and has done fabulous, 28-9, first-time head coach at the college level, head coach in high school Texas. So he's a Texas guy. I don't know. I mean, why
2: not? Uh, you could probably think of some reasons why. I mean, not, I, the- <laughs> I, I think cultural in, in the style. Cultural. Like this this league – you've got to build a roster to play in games like we saw today. Right. So you're and talking yeah, I see That's what why climate, Lance not Baylor versus Texas. The right. This is not about Good point, Rob. looking pretty in your Good summer point. shorts. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> th- this this is a freaking Right. It's a heavy league. jeans and carhartt jacket. League. It, I mean, this is <laughs> Your overalls. I mean, the, I mean, you looked in that. Crowd. I looked in the crowd today, and I mean, it was freaking. I mean, you had to be a man. Yeah, yeah, I it, I mean, yeah. You you're be right. A dude. And I did see a lot of Carhartts. hearts. just lady. tough lady or yeah, yeah. And this is not, and that's why climbing North Dakota State. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, DeBory Lance, South Dakota Lance. Lance has that, has that. He has that way about him. But it you're right. don't matter how fast you run, how far you throw. When it's blowing thirty out of the north and it's freezing like that. You just got to get up and freaking fight somebody. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different brand. It's blocking and tackling. Yeah. It's blocking and tackling. That's what, what football is. Yeah. Football. Sorry, I got a little fired up. No, it's good.
0: <laughs> and your analogies are on point tonight, Sean. Good job.
2: <laughs> Drinking the old yeah, silver. Bowl. I think the it Coors Light's all you me. can do at this point. Yeah. Okay. We got a comment from Cole in the super chat. we got a few <laughs> more super chats. Oh, um, he's Cole says Monken would piss this fan base off. Please know. And I'm kind of getting that guys. Like if Monkin was named the coach this feels like a greg shiano to tennessee announcement where people would be really upset about it i mean well how easy I, I i'm not saying me i'm saying the loud vocal internet mob yeah would lose it yeah i mean
1: you could like even with trailer like i think you could at least find enough positives with that the fact that he is this hot shot up and coming young coach the texas ties all this stuff but with monken man i like I'm with him. It doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't like it, it would not excite me whatsoever. I,
0: I I keep saying about Monken, and you tell me if it's unfair. What I say about Monken is Nebraska doesn't need a cute little story. No. That's not what this is. Um, you need people that can take down Harbaugh, and take down yeah, and take down Ohio State. Um, and you know people are gonna say, well, simple. Come on, is that Leipold? Why do you think Leipold gives you a better chance? Climbing gives you a better chance. Um, guys who have steered the big ships. Um, yeah, I mean, Malkin's a tough sell, and I like what I like. Sean, I really like your point about the UTSA coach. Um, he I, he has a good resume, but you're right. I mean, Texas. I, I mean, this is Texas, not
2: a pretty tank top. No, this is Pennsylvania.
0: Lead. This is uh, this is the Eastern Seaboard. This is the Upper Midwest. This note. is this is badass November football. Rough. I mean, it's. That's what's yeah. This would, is. How would
2: Texas San Antonio play it in a game out here today? I guess not all that well. They do run it well, I will well, say. But they play in the Alabama Dome. Yeah.
1: Well, we're not talking about UTSA. I'm just playing saying,
2: in the like, yeah. Team you've, ready you've to talked,
0: play. yeah, I'd say Jeff Trailer. you've talked me off
2: of. I, I'm, and I like, I think he's a good candidate. A good, good yeah, I'd stay in the south though. At least <laughs> yeah, DeBoer, when you look at a guy like DeBoer, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he's from south small Dakota. town, South Dakota, he was in Sioux Falls for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his style would translate.
0: See, Leipold understands it too. He's a Wisconsin native. Um, He's worked at both Nebraska and Wisconsin. He understands what it takes in this league. I mean, he coached at Buffalo. You know, I mean, those he knows. Um, Climbing. I'm always struck by how physical Kansas State is. I mean, that they look like a Big Ten team. You know, I don't know about look, but they play like
1: a Big Ten team. They play well, a brand of physicality that is rare in the Big Twelve. Yeah, they it's really
0: where they run him. the
2: ball and they play tough defense. They really hammer, That's yeah. why They win. Well, yeah. think about it. his offensive line coach in North Dakota State, Kirk Ferentz, hired him to be the O line coach at Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, if Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz hired you to be the O line coach for them, you know, this is five six years ago. That tells you, like, you know, he, he they're physical because mm-hmm. Iowa's not hiring a bad line coach. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Um, got a few more super chat comments here. K NECA, all those four-star Lyman busts, why are they so bad? I would say Don't because know. they're playing them too early in their careers. I I think if you yeah. properly, I mean, perfect example. Look at Ethan Piper and Trent Hickson. They started and kind of were not ready. They've been benched for a couple of years. They're much better players now that they've kind of grown and matured. Where mm-hmm. you know, guys like corcoran they barely have had time to learn their way around town before they had to start playing
1: and yeah, they get thrown right into the fire and it's out of necessity because they've had so many misses and guys that don't pan out and i have said and will continue to say the lack of offensive line development i mean they're getting high profile players bryce benhart turner corcoran um, you know, go down the
2: list. Those guys. Who are else? All,
0: I mean, who else? Are we talking about? Is it? There's not. There's uh, some.
2: Nick Gates. Gates. Um. Well, Prohaska. Who's Prohaska. The guy, Turner Corcoran and Bryce Benhart. The kid that's at the, San Diego stars. right now. Are you talking about Trent? Hymas? Oh, Hymas. Yeah. yeah Hymas, so, I mean, Barney like Yanke. you just
1: go down the list of these like four-star, nationally recruited, pl- offensive linemen that are supposed to be like l- like lockdown left tackles. You know, feature pieces of the line that just either level out or don't get any better or sometimes you can make the case that they regress over the course of their career nick gates was all big 10 freshman of the or all freshman team all big 10 and remember how his career ended wasn't good so i mean like that's regression in my mind and that happens far too often i think I'm, i'm with you sean i think a lot of times because of nebraska's need for immediate impact linemen they force these kids into the spotlight when they're not ready when you think about, you look at what Iowa does, what Wisconsin does. They groom those linemen. They are right. in the program two, three, four years before they see the field, okay. and by the time they are actually starters, they are Big Ten ready offensively. Well, linemen. Mickey touched on it today. There's something you got to
0: add to this conversation. Depth, Depth. yeah, Mickey. See, you know why Wisconsin can do that? Why they can have guys wait two, three, four years? Competitive depth. They because have other guys. They have depth. <laughs> they have other guys. The thing,
1: out of necessity, right. Nebraska's young, right. high-profile recruits yes. are getting thrown in before they're ready, and right. I think that throws off their whole trajectory. Right. I, and, uh, okay, I mean, the other thing to add to
0: that is, see, now I would take issue a little bit with saying that Nebraska's recruited all these high-profile players. They've recruited a few. I mean, but they have not recruited well up. Greg front. Greg Austin didn't bring a lot of guys no, here. No, they have not recruited well up front. Well, that's and, it. And Tony Tuioti didn't bring a lot of guys no, here. No, he, they did. They did not recruit up front on defense either. And we've said it's not like we haven't said that. I mean, we've 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 laid it on hard on Greg Austin, and somewhat on Tony Tuioti. Uh, but yeah, no, they don't have enough depth, so they got to throw those guys in there.
2: All right, let's check the comments here. Um, Got another super chat here from Lance Balkus. Oh, I nice. said, Le- Leipold's defensive coordinator is a tough sell. DeBoer has a massive buyout. And, you know, yeah. when what's I Coach what's
0: DeBoer's buyout? You wrote it uh, the other day. 12 and a half. 12 and a half.
2: Or 12, 12. Okay. So Frost's buyout's 12 and a half. DeBoer's buyout at Washington is 12. And that that is tough because, you know, Trev jumped the gun to fire Frost when he did. That's an extra $5 million that Trev paid there to do that. Yeah. And now you got another twelve. I mean, that, I just have a hard time. I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's a lot there. To- the,
0: the people are going to wonder what the situation is with rule. The best I can tell, and, and this is a, from a good source yesterday, is that that is all but over. I mean, it's there's a it's all these situations can be fluid. It's it happens quite a bit actually that a guy that the that, that, that the school and a coach kind of separate but then it can it can come back i mean they can nebraska could circle back to him maybe i don't see it happening i don't i don't i don't think it will it's it's probably still fluid a m too yeah you want oh god yeah what, what a mess Matt A&M. rule
2: a m is kind of a scenario
0: well i think rule might want to wait see the that what they're talking about in the agent world is okay west virginia is not open but it will open you're brown yeah, Neil Brown will be out. Uh, um, Jimbo is a Clarksburg, West Virginia native. Now, that might be a nice landing spot for Jimbo. And and then that he could, you know, West Virginia could offset some of that $95 million, not much of it, but some of it, that Texas A&M would owe Jimbo. So
2: maybe that's what's going on there. What about How, but you? Saw the crowd at AM today. That was stunning. That, I that's unbelievable. That's stunning. That's stunning. That, I mean, that was like a practice going on crowd. That was
0: that is a fair weather fan base, man. That is a bad look for Texas AM. I, if you haven't seen it, if our listeners haven't seen it, I look at the
1: third tweets. quarter. Look at the third quarter. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of tweets from the whoa aerial looking at that stadium. See if you look. can find that. Bad. You got to right. fire him. You know what? I think you got to fire him. That's a lot of money, so nah, there's a lot of oil His down contract. there. Right, All right, I think Trey's <laughs> trying
2: to pull that up.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they can, but, but
2: here it is. Trey found it. You're the man, Trey. Look at that crowd, guys. That is Texas AM in game third quarter crowd. Look at that.
1: And that place is usually full. I mean, See, that's keep that in perspective. Like they, they turn out normally.
0: See, you know what that is? You know what that is? That's money lost, man. They're lo- okay. Now it gets to a point where that 95 million versus the money you're losing by people not showing up tends to offset itself. No, I get it. It's a lot of those tickets are paid for, but those guys aren't, those people aren't coming to the stadium and buying anything they're, you're losing a ton Hotels, of money. Parking. Yeah. You're losing a ton of money there.
1: I know, Jake, you know but just the
0: school is yeah. losing money. I mean, so yeah, no, there, I think, I don't think Jimbo will survive. That's what I, I don't so think he will survive.
1: Jake Polk comments that it was raining in 38 degrees at AM. Well, okay. it was what? 30 mile an hour wind gusts and, 15 degrees here and Nebraska still turned out. So
2: I had my head uncovered for post-game TV and I mean, it was brutal. Like I I had to put my stocking cap on immediately. I mean, it was freaking terrible. It was was rough. Um,
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Jay All just says, we need short, fat, oh, in the super chat, uh, we need short, fat O-line guys with good balance, right? <laughs> I don't
1: yeah, um, yeah sure. I get <laughs> asked
2: this question a lot, like, why doesn't Nebraska just go back the option and do what they do and i think the difference is in this league it's a nfl developmental league on the lines especially o-line d-line and you can't play in this league for 12 weeks with a line that's not tooled to go up against that type of line for 12 weeks Mm -hmm. i mean it's tough like this is different than the big Eight and the big 12 you cannot casey says that you hear casey this is not a gimmicky league it's a pro development league on the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm.
0: period yeah casey said that at the podium today that the big 12 is a lot different it's a lot different world Mm -hmm. um you got to be able to run the ball and and mickey said that this week too I mean, mickey talked about how the sec they play the game they use all all the all of the field every inch of the field and the big 10 you're playing really in the middle of the field most of the time
2: so it's yeah it's bruising bruising thank you for the super chat by the way steve Sipple will sing song requests for the right reminder yeah, the I mean, right amount of super chat. you don't want that You don't know oh, i don't know <laughs> i got a good voice <laughs> <laughs> somebody commented though jason uh how um about jamie chadwell don't you think his offense could work in the big 10 maybe i mean jamie chadwell that's a, that's one of those names that you know that would come out of
0: sort of left field if that's it. Joe Moglia tie there. Yeah, Joe Moglia tie. Um Chadwell does have a that sort of offense. He'll run the quarterback a lot. Um yeah, I think I will say this about Chadwell. I think as the fans would like his offense. Again though, I mean coming from coastal Carolina, you're coming from a, another world. I mean, you're coming from a field that's literally turquoise i mean i it's a it looks
2: gimmicky i don't know it's a shorts and tank top Um, yeah it is this is i mean we were in hunting gear and carhartt i mean you saw larry jacobs and the outland guy so Mm -hmm. he was wearing like his duck hunting gear on the sidelines Mm -hmm. i mean it it was not a pretty day Mm -hmm. to play football
1: no that's why i think like you have to know the region not necessarily just the big 10 but i mean you got to know what it's like to coach high level football when the elements are working every bit against you, every step of the way. Yeah. Like, you know, 38 and rainy in Texas, I get it. That's cold and wet, but like, that's different than like cutting winds blowing at you and literally knocking down 35 yard field goal attempts from even crossing the the crossbar. Like it's a different game in November in the big 10. Than it is at any other Power 5 conference. Yeah, yeah. You have to be prepared for that. And not just what style of offense you run, but just your mentality of how you're grooming your program, how you're able to recruit in the trenches, and the way that you're able to adjust to those elements uh-huh. with the way you call games, uh-huh. with the way you manage games.
0: Uh-huh. And and you find players with a, a suitable mentality. I, I, I don't think we can emphasize November the the importance of November enough because if you're going to get to where you want as a program you're going to have to win in November um, I was r- recent record in November is incredible 13 in a row yeah I think they've won 13 games in a row in November oh no, think about that I was 13 in a row in, in November. the last 10 years Nebraska's
2: today. won 13 games in November combined say that again last <laughs> 10 years yeah check out the orange one oh boy <laughs> We got a big one here, James. I'll do it. Sip. Who will be the next head coach, and will he be wearing an ugly visor? Gun to your head. Who's the next head coach? Just, well, just your five forty-five on a Saturday night in late November. Who, who's your? I money think that coach will come out of Kansas. That's why one of the two Kansas. All right, James. We really appreciate it. Yeah, James gave you twenty James. bucks to thank get that. You, out of you, so. I
0: think that coach will come out of Kansas. That's my guess. It's just a
1: guess. So there's a common question on our board about the tokens. How are you distributing your 100 (laughs) tokens (laughs) between Lance Leipold and Chris Kleiman? Mm. I'd probably put 55 on
0: Kleiman. Over, over. Yeah. Interesting.
2: 55.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just thinking sort of, I'm, I'm just using common sense here. I mean, Kleiman, his style fits better than than Lance's. Now Lance I think could adjust um move out of the Big 12 and a, and and tweak his his system is in his, his approach to where it would fit the Big 10, but right, Kleiman has it. I mean Kleiman has it in place. And I think Kleiman – I think people would embrace Kleiman here. Um he's he yeah, he he I mean that guy is he's no nonsense um now he i you know sean you've you've talked about this he wouldn't be a glad hander. he wouldn't be booster friendly
2: he wouldn't do all that crap like they had a cat backers tour deal this summer mm-hmm. and i don't think he spoke at it even. yeah kind of just kind of now can can that work here
1: i don't know callahan got roasted for not wanting to do that sort of stuff mm-hmm. again that was and they accept that, that down ago, there like, i mean
2: they you know kansas state fans are great fans but like they're it's not like nebraska you know it's you know i think they're they're not interested in who the nickel corner is down here. We're here. Right. It's like, yeah, we're very, interested. not only that, we want to know who the dime guy is, and yeah. who the backups are and who the freshmen are that could play more than four games. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just a different level of intensity on mm-hmm. the, on the team. And, you know, North Dakota state was like that though. I know North Dakota state was a really intense fan base too. Uh, my friend that coached there said it was, a, it's a lot like Nebraska mm-hmm. where the fans get on. You. Well, I'm sure it was because they were winning at
0: such a high level and man, the interest well, think about the interest here with Nebraska losing. Well, think of well, just think of it this way. What well, if Nebraska won three straight national titles, I mean we could do one of these three times a day. With, I mean, that's probably all we would do. You'd be getting a lot
2: of super chat. <laughs>
0: that's song yeah, there'd be a the lot way. of super chats. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Cole had one more. I want to get his super chat in about Ibrahim. Just said Ibrahim's running all over Iowa. The game and then is and he just tied. fumbled. They just fumbled, but Iowa's hanging in there. Um, Sam Laporta got hurt in that game too. Ooh. He did. Big. That's their best offensive player. Absolutely.
0: That's Laporte. That Laporta is Iowa's best offensive player.
1: He's an NFL guy. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Ooh,
0: that's a big injury.
1: Yeah. So we'll see how long he's out, but I know he did leave the game mm, that's a big with one. an injury. And so as we speak, 10-10, five minutes left in the fourth quarter, Ooh.
2: Iowa ball. All right. Well, you're. Uh, thank you again for joining us here. Uh, we're in our final stage here of the Husker Online postgame show. Nebraska falls 15-14 on senior day to Wisconsin. Um, Now we kind of just wait. I mean, we got Black Friday game, um, high school state championship games in the stadium Monday, Tuesday. We're going to hear from Mickey Joseph and players. There's only one day of media access this week. No coordinators, just Mickey Joseph. And my guess is three or four players on Tuesday. Then we go out to Iowa City. So it's a abbreviated week of access to the program. And it's probably smart. It's fine. I, I, what I, more I, is there to say at this? Yeah, point? I mean, I, not much more to say. I, I think we're at this point, and it doesn't look like we'll have an announcement until after Iowa. It Doesn't look like it. It really doesn't.
0: I, I'd be surprised. I don't want to say for sure, but because, but it doesn't look like it.
2: And our plan right now is we're going to cover the game Friday, the three of us, and that could always change. But I think ideally we're going to get together on Saturday. And do one of these shows. We're not going to do a post game show from Iowa. We're going to get back on Friday night, and we'll we'll reconvene here Saturday, and we'll kind of do a set the stage for what's next show right. on Saturday. Okay, because the post game
1: reaction doesn't really matter a whole lot. No, unless they blow them out or win, and but either way, the real story is what happens next. Yeah, and, and, and my
2: thought is we need to get here. We need yes. to get back here. I agree <laughs> because. I've covered enough Saturdays after Thanksgiving, unfortunately, since, and so you, you sip since Oh three, the Saturday after Thanksgiving in Nebraska, unfortunately is a a very, very busy day. can be, can be
0: now. Yeah. You don't know. Like for instance, if it's climbing, there ain't going to be any announcements. No, um, there isn't going to be any announcements. I, I don't know. We'll have to see what's. Good. We'll have a better feel for it as the week goes. I'm sure
2: Minnesota gets the stop. They're going to get the ball back with four minutes left. JJ chimed in in the super chat. Why not Tom Herman? I I don't see him no. as a fit. Nope, I don't yeah. either. I mean he's no, I, he it's not a bad in Texas.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, he, he didn't have a bad record at Texas. His record at Texas was okay. It was
2: okay. Um, okay. Boy, well, Zach Smith, though, he, I mean, Zach Smith really went after Herman and said a lot of things. No, he couldn't, I don't think Herman would be a fit here. That's at all. not a fit with this AD. I don't, I don't think. No, I just, no
0: I, it's not. Sean, that's a, that's the best way to put it. And that's I'm not going to get
2: into some of the things that Zach Smith threw out there because it's not, that's but, not a fit with Nebraska's AD. That's to leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, we got another super chat from Kane uh, NECA. Dr. Tom put a lot of, of O line in the NFL playing option, um, kind of combating my style. Now, the difference is they didn't put out NFL tackles. Even Osborne's all best interior. tackles were guards in the NFL. Zach Wiegert, Outland Award winner, was a guard in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so to was play he really? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, Robin and I did this Mount Rushmore, and we did position by position, guard, center, tackle, all, every position. And we had a hell of a time. Finding like true tackles. Oh, really? Did we do Bob Brown as a tackle on offense or did we do him on defense?
1: I can't remember. I think we did him on defense.
2: And we we settled I on this think. one guy that ended up being a tackle in the 70s or 80s. And I remember didn't he email you and said, You changed my life by like putting me on that list? <laughs> I, I wonder you who remember. that was. I you don't know, know who it was. Mount Rushmore, um, it was our mount. Oh wow, this punt, the wind is crazy in this game.
1: Uh, we're watching Iowa, Minnesota in the back. Yeah, we had no. So it, with Bob Brown, we had him as offensive guard. Who would you
0: have as tackle? Who's the mystery tackle? Okay, well, hold
1: the on. chain that whose life was changed. I'll tell you by you your... in seconds. This once this loads. All right, so we had Ed Weir from 1923 to 1925, Forrest Bame from 1938 to 1940, Bob Newton from 69 to 70, and then Weigert from it was 91. Bob, Bob
2: Newton, probably Bob Newton. Ninety-one and ninety-four. I think he hits your Facebook messages and, and...
1: other other ones that potentially w- were included with Doug Glazer from the late '80s, Rob Zazka, obviously, and then Carl Nix. Carl Nix.
2: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. So what I'm saying to you, uh, K Neca, is Tom Osborne didn't put a lot of tackles in the NFL. Yeah, he had linemen. He put centers and guards. But tackles in this league, premium position. Defensive ends, edge rushers in this league, premium positions. Mm-hmm. And Wisconsin had a couple of those guys today. Yeah, one of them got Herbig, their pass rusher, yeah. 11 and a half
0: sacks, got ejected. Now, twice. He's not, yeah, he, <laughs> twice <laughs> ejected. I don't know how that happens. but uh, And then, so he's out the first half against Minnesota next week.
1: There's Weigert. And then with Braylon Allen dinged up. Yeah. Mm. Look at that picture hey, of Minnesota Weyurt. can finish the job. Oh,
0: there's that C. Look out. Look at that picture of Weigert.
1: Beast. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I mean, Weigert's a dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best. To, he's... One of the top five to ever do it here, and I mean, he's the kind of you wouldn't mess with that guy today. No, I mean, like he, know he's still a monster. Yeah. I mean, he's intimidating when you see him yeah. today. Yeah. Like I'm afraid to say hi to Zach Wiegert. Don't be afraid. He's, a- <laughs> he's not approachable. Like he's a he he's I a mean, tough he's a tough dude though. Yeah, like, he, is. he is. Like you don't want to mess with Zach Wiegert. Um, all right. Next question in the super chat was from J. All. What about Kyle Whittingham? I'd work. I, we haven't heard much of his name. He's older, too, right? 62. We've heard a little
0: bit. We've heard his name a little bit. Um, I, in fact, when they hired Mike Riley, I was on the phone with a source in my office. The day that Riley got hired, I was talking to somebody who was insisting that they were going to hire Whittingham. And then the, I got this loud knock on my door from Brian Christopherson saying they hired Riley. But I always remember because I was, I, was, I, I was sitting there thinking, man, are they, really, they going to hire Whittingham? And then the knock came. Now Whittingham, I, I just haven't. He, his name really hasn't materialized in speculation
2: very much. The you know? uncertainty of the Pac-12, yeah, what about like, it? that? That helps. Yeah, I think any guy like that's why DeBoer, because you know with UCLA and USC leaving, mm-hmm. what is the future of that league? Oh, I know, no, you're no,
0: no, no doubt about it. It Helps Nebraska's chances if if in fact they are looking at someone like Whittingham. Whittingham would be. I mean, that'd be a great hire, I think. Now, the the
1: age thing gives you a little cause. People are, like, leery of Lance. He's 58. 58.
0: He's a young 58. Yeah. He is. He's fit, and he's, I mean, he doesn't
1: seem 58. So you got to wonder, like, is that your long-term solution, or are you going to have to have a... Well,
2: I think Lance could go till he's 70. Yeah. You know. Um, That's fair. Yeah. And in, in today's coaching world, if you make it past five years, it's a success. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. Hey, listen, it's a tense time because there's a lot. I mean, we just don't. It's
0: a tense time for us. It's a tense time for a lot of media because I it just doesn't seem like people have much information, right?
2: Lance says in the chat here, uh, this will be the longest eight days of my life. <laughs> Same, and yeah. it may be longer than eight days, Lance. That's the. It may be. Yeah, that's the
0: thing. Uh, yeah, it could go into you
2: know into that first part and of I December. Think- we might do, I mean, if it works, we'll do more of these after the season's over. Like during oh, yeah. the, I mean, like we can do more of these Absolutely. shows yeah. to kind of set the stage and, and promote. And by the way, if you're not on Husker Online, make sure you get on Husker Online. Um, Steve post postgame column, Robin's five things, my final take, all the videos, all the reports are up from the game today. Some great scoop on the coaching search, our tunnel talk. I can promise you if you read our tunnel talk, which is a member's exclusive fe- feature is loaded with info um, stuff that you will see nowhere else about the Nebraska coaching search um, as well as simple latest post from last night about Matt rule. Um, so premium exclusive information, $25 gets you from now until the start of next football season on huskeronline.com. Gentlemen, there you go. What did you write? Sip? What was your take today? Uh, you can't use the word brutal enough to describe that law.
0: My dad tells me don't use the word brutal. It's overused. You've said it about 10 times today, Sean. Um, brutal. You can't use it enough today. It's accurate, though. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know. We write the same stuff over and over. You know,
2: is Rinse, is. repeat? Yeah. It's what about the, Dan Mullen? That's a guy that just got thrown in the chat. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. No. I'd say no. The Florida thing really hurt his star. Yeah. Oh. Iowa interception. Minnesota was driving. Let's, let's get
0: off this sink so people can watch that game.
2: Oh my gosh, pick All six. Right. Are you kidding
0: me? Yeah, let's Look at do this. It. Wow.
1: Iowa going to Iowa. Yep, yeah.
0: Iowa doing what Iowa does. Pick Is there six. any flags? Any
1: flags? 17-10 with 206 left. And it's cold there today. That's I'll Jack know. Campbell. Okay, now
0: hold on. There's one thing to add. That was Jack Campbell. All-American. That's a that's an all-American level player that just did what all American what do? You, do? Play. you put him over the top. Won the game, right now. Jack Campbell's probably. I mean, one of the top three or four defenders in the Big Ten could be the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. People say, "Sip, come on, how, how do you get over the top?" That's how you get over the top. It Mo Ibrahim against Nebraska. What happened? Mo Ibrahim kind of took the game over, right? Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, I mean that you, when you have the best player on the field, your your chances to win. Look at Amir Abdullah against McNeese State yep. or Northwestern. They they don't they don't get that. Hail Mary if if he doesn't stretch for that first down. Absolutely, like,
2: Ernest Hausman could be a guy like that. Sometimes. Ernest could be that. I guy. wrote about him
1: in my five things and Mal- Malcolm Hartzog too. Like he's going to good. try to find some sort of silver lining to the back end of the season. I would put those two absolutely right at the top. Absolutely, like, they, there's a future there. Watching Ernest Hausman, he looks incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and say that he's levante David. No, but to see someone go sideline to sideline, yeah. he is the closest. Nebraska scene. He found it since he's, Levante. Did. He
0: found his groove quick, and he's a true freshman. Yeah, he found his groove quick. Now he struggled early. And he's Hitting. You remember though against for instance North Dakota State. You wondered about Ernest House, yeah. but it he came found quick. With yeah, he it he came uh, on real quick. Yeah, something clicked with him it clicked that's what happens and you you often hear coaches say that when it clicks with some guys it really
2: clicks it's really good yeah all right well that's a wrap here for this week's show once again we'll have the monday night show i will be doing high school football so sip and robin and jim rose will be on that with jeff cameron monday night at seven o'clock here on the husker online channel so make sure you watch the monday rundown show Um, and we will do a husker online show this week during the holiday week as well as have a full show following Iowa. But we're going to do it as of now. Things can change, but we're planning on Saturday morning uh, for a live show here. So thank you again to Trey Yannity, our producer on the back end. Thank you to all of our uh, subscribers, viewers here on the YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber, please like, subscribe, follow our page here, not only on the YouTube channel, but also on the Husker Online podcast channel. We will put this video up on the podcast channel later tonight. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Was that
0: Laporta? No, that's lag.